This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Andrew Brandt joins us at 6. He had the tweet that got some run in town over the weekend that he was told, and this is a former uh, ESPN business of NFL reporter, that Tillman Fertitta was working on a deal to become the owner of the Commanders. Now, he did say, for what it's worth, I heard this from a reader, and it sounded like just a rumor. But it seemed odd that he would put it out there, so we want to ask him about it. Indeed. Uh, He'll stop by in about an hour and a half. A lot of NFL news to catch you up on. So let's just start with the deadline that just came a half hour ago in franchise tags. Six players got tagged. The Ravens and Lamar Jackson. The Giants slapped a tag on Saquon Barkley. The Jaguars, we knew this for a while. Franchise tag on tight end Evan Ingram. The Raiders running back Josh Jacobs, end of his rookie deal. He'll be staying put. Speaking of running backs, the Cowboys tagged Tony Pollard. And the Commanders were the first team to come out and make it known that they were going to tag a player using the franchise tag at the 4 o'clock deadline today on Deron Payne. So let's go back through each of these in order and kind of what they mean. Starting with Payne and the Commanders. Washington will try to get a long-term deal done. It's going to be difficult. Payne wants upwards of maybe $24 million a year as a starting point. The market says he's going to get at least $20 million a year. The question is, are the commanders willing to give him that or a little bit more? They just paid John Allen at the same position last offseason. And the complicator here is that paying for four seasons was pretty good. Year five, he played like an all-pro. And now he wants to be paid as if that's going to be the norm. And you just don't know if that's the case. It's bad business generally to give a guy a huge contract after they have one mega season. The Giants just did this with Daniel Jones. Yeah, the career year bump, yeah. It's a big risk, right? I think he ends up having to play on the tag if they don't trade him. My hope is that they'll try to get a deal in place where they can get some picks back. So there's something that I'm missing in this equation. I see that, what you just said. He plays on the tag. I've, I've kind of always thought that. Now, if this organization could look, you know, ahead of its own, you know, six inches in front of its face, they'd go best long-term would either be to sign the guy long-term or to try to trade him and, you know, sort of shape up for the next couple of years because you can't keep him at at a high price tag. But there seems to be some optimism that they sign him to a long-term deal. I I can't put my finger on it specifically, but there just seems to be this pulse that, no, 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 we're doing this early because we're still working through it. We're still there. We're on the same page. We both want the same thing. They seem confident, not a report here, just a feeling. They seem confident, and I'm not confident at all. I think he plays on the the franchise tag. Yeah, the team's being optimistic, and they're saying that they want him. But they did this with Brandon Scherf. Remember, they said they had a plan. That's a good point, yeah. They said they didn't want to use the tag again. He ended up playing not once but twice on the tag. So I'm just not really believing what they're saying, and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of believing the actions here. And they had a deadline today, and they didn't beat the deadline. There was no deal. 
Still could come. Doesn't mean that it won't. Here's what I know. In the four previous iterations of the tag being used in D.C., there was never a long-term deal done before the tag deadline on July 15th. Right? Right. So today's the day you put the tag on the player officially. You now have until July 1-5 to get a long-term deal done or they play on that tag. The clock started at 4 o'clock. Twice with Cousins, twice with Sheriff, never once did they get a long-term deal done. The idea of the, of the franchise tag <clears throat> is actually to get the deal done. Like, in other words, the Giants signed Daniel Jones before the 4 o'clock deadline today so they didn't have to use a tag. The only reason that it was important to beat that deadline is because they wanted to tag Saquon Barkley. If they weren't going to use the franchise tag on him, yeah. they could have just franchised Daniel Jones, and there was no deadline today. And that was the end of that. You could work all the way up to July 15th. But it was really important probably to Jones and his agents that Barkley stayed as his best weapon. The problem for the Giants last year is they didn't have enough weapons. So if you let Barkley walk out the door, you've re-signed him, but you, you, you're you starting the offseason where you already aren't good enough. Yeah, you already are weaponless, and you became more weaponless. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the only reason why they did what they did today. But really, with Evan Ingram, Lamar Jackson, Tony Pollard, any of these guys, you have until July 15th. I just know that they've been 0 for 4 in the past at pulling that off, and this regime specifically, I guess, would be technically 0 for 2 with Brandon Scherf. Uh, next name, we just mentioned Barkley, so let's go there. Not surprised here. Running back franchise tags really aren't a bad idea because if you are a proponent like Danny and I are of not giving running backs huge, con- huge contracts, it is a way of the back getting good money and the team not committing long-term to a position where you break down quickly. It's one year and a little over $10 million for a great weapon. So they'll give the ball to, to Saquon a couple hundred times next year. He'll, he'll get targeted close to 100 times. Yeah, he'll get 300 touches you if know, he's healthy. He'll yep. catch the ball 75 times, whatever it is. And $10 million for that is a pretty good going rate. Especially for someone that's, that's really good. I would never enter into a long-term agreement on a second contract with a running back. Would you tag one? Yes. Okay. I would do that an awful lot. You know, th- thinking one more year of Christian McCaffrey if my team is good. So one Josh more year. Jacobs with the Raiders just- makes perfect sense to me, right? Makes perfect sense because again, the, the where you're left holding the bag with these guys, the wear and tear that they go through, just the the, the attrition rate at that position is just outrageously high, and and effectiveness the guys fall off a cliff. Every once in a while you get an Adrian Peterson. Every once in a while you get maybe a Derrick Henry where it looks like it's going to happen and then doesn't. I would lose on that, but for the most part, I just can't commit. Huge long-term guaranteed money to a guy, a one-year deal. I'd pay well upwards of ten million bucks for for kind of one more go around of, of Saquon Barker. That's a great value to me. There are seven running backs who have AAVs now of over twelve million dollars a year. So to get Josh Jacobs, who led the NFL in rushing with the Raiders last season with sixteen hundred fifty yards, ripped off an eighty-six yard touchdown, averaged a league best ninety-seven yards per game, and had twelve touchdowns for the second time in three years. To keep him around at ten million is a bargain, and mm-hmm. you could say say the same about Barkley. You know, if in fact he stays healthy, um, just out of you know, thoroughness, just to give people the the cap numbers on those backs. Ezekiel Elliott, sixteen point seven mil, the biggest cap hit this year. Derrick Henry of the Titans, who's their workhorse, sixteen point four million. Alvin Kamara, who's in legal trouble off the field this offseason, sixteen million with the Saints, who just brought in Derek Carr. That number could diminish. I mean, he could take a pay cut or restructure. Nick Chubb makes about $14.9 million with the Browns. 
Dalvin Cook, who's on the trade block with the Vikings, the fifth highest cap number in the league in 2023, right around $14 million of Minnesota's salary cap. And then Joe Mixon is sixth at $12.7 million. Joe Mixon, who twice this offseason has been in major legal trouble. Did you see what happened now most recently with No, him? what's the most recent one? I missed it. Deputies entered his home amid an investigation into an injury. There was apparently, this is an allegation from yesterday, a gunshot at Joe Mixon's house. Yikes. Now, I, I don't know that anybody got shot. Like, a, a gun was fired, and the sheriffs confirmed, wherever he lives, that his home was tied to a crime scene after shots were fired Jeez. in his house last night. So he's got a lot of questions to answer. This was after he, I think he had assaulted someone yeah, allegedly so the, assault, the alleged assault I saw, I didn't know about the about the latest. Goodness gracious. I mean, yeah. I also saw him before all this mentioned in in part of trade talks. You know, just, hey, wouldn't it make sense if, if you shipped him? Kind of looking at your watch and looking at the amount of money that he costs and where their bread is butter, which is three excellent wide receivers and a great quarterback. Maybe this would be a good time to move him. May have trouble doing it now. I'm looking up at my, this is my manual of when to trade someone. Yeah. I'm not seeing right after house is considered crime scene. Oh, you want to go on? before then? Okay. Before? Right. A couple pages earlier. Yeah. Um, but those are the biggest cat numbers. Tony Pollard also got tagged by the Cowboys. Interestingly, three of the six guys that got a franchise tag were running backs. Mm-hmm. Pollard, I think, makes a lot of sense because this tells me they're going to cut Ezekiel Elliott. This offseason is going to be a blast, by the way. It's going to be wild. I'm just thinking about in the division where you got Daniel Jones getting paid by the Giants, which we'll get into. Dallas might cut Zeke, and now they're going to be keeping Tony Pollard at running back as they try to rearrange some things around Dak Prescott because this is really the first year truly where his huge money takes over. And then Evan Ingram of the Jaguars at tight end got tagged. And then the last name we talked a lot about earlier was Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. Baltimore now allowing him, if he and his mom and – Whoever they're working with, I'm imagining they've got some help from an agency standpoint. I know he doesn't have a formal agent. Someone's got to be helping him through this process in some way, whether it's someone at the Players Association or what have you. Or an attorney. But if they want to pick up the phone today and talk to the Raiders and see what kind of deal they could get from Vegas, a team can come to terms with Jackson. The Ravens either then match it or tell that team, give us two first-round picks and call their bluff. And now that you've got Lamar Jackson. So much interest. I just... I don't know. I, I am, I'm always wrong on these guys, just in general. I just feel like Baltimore won't let him go. I think they're going to match or whatever. I mean, this is almost a bet. Hear me out on this. If the Ravens are going, we think the contract is more reasonable here, right? And and Lamar Jackson's side's going, no, no, no. This outrageous amount of guaranteed money, call it 40, 50, whatever it is, right? If he can't go out and get that, and he gets something more closer closer to what Baltimore's been saying, and they'll go, see, we told you. Here's what it is. We'll, we'll match the deal. Like, that seems to me the process that makes the most sense for the Ravens in all this. I mean, there's still a path to him costing less than Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. If he's willing to do a shorter-term, fully guaranteed, multi-year type deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Baltimore, they gave him a fully guaranteed one-year deal today. That's what a franchise tag right, is. Right, 32 and change. You gave him one in 32. Would you do six, uh, 64 over two, fully guaranteed? I'd imagine they would. I don't think he would. So the third year becomes the complicating factor. That's uh-huh. what Cousins did. Yep. When Cousins left, he got a three-year fully guaranteed contract from the Vikings. He took less money than the Jets offered him. They would have given him three and 90, I think, fully guaranteed. 
He took three and 84, 84, something like that. Yeah. But he had the two teams willing to do that kind of fully guaranteed three year number. Uh But that's at 30 million. Lamar's going to want 40 a year, maybe like three and 120 fully guaranteed. In other words, if the Ravens said that we're negotiating off 32 million because that's the tag number, three times that is 96. I don't think Lamar would take a fully guaranteed three and 96. Agreed. But that's tough to turn down. I don't know how you could. Especially if nothing else is out there. Like we talked about, I think it's a limited number of suitors. If he goes and shops around now over the next month, finds out no one's going to give him what he wants, maybe closer to the July 15th deadline, he could come back to like a fully guaranteed three-year deal with him. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, to me, the, the, the scenario for the Ravens, I I think they're in a, a decent position here with, with this. As I'm sort of working this out, let's say the Raiders go, okay, we'll do, you know, I don't know, for the sake of argument, three and 125, all guaranteed. The Ravens could go, okay, we'll sign that. I think Lamar's been asking for more than that, right? Like a four and 200 or something like that, or whatever Deshaun Watson got, something to that effect. It's less than the 170, 180, 190 that we've heard he wanted guaranteed. And I think the Ravens have been saying, no, 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 lower your eye line a little bit. That contract doesn't count as we're starting to proceed through, you know, the, um, the permutations of, of kind of the latest to get paid in the contract market, settle down here. And it might end up being more in line with what they said. That's the latest on all the tags that were given out. Four o'clock deadline about 40 minutes ago. Next, the quarterback dominoes keep on falling. And this is not a drill. This looks legitimate. Aaron Rodgers, start picturing him in Jets green. I think that's going to be happening. And it, it's moving that direction. We'll give you the latest next on Grant and Danny. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.